You are listening to the Lucha Central Podcast Network. And now, Lucha Central Weekly. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. This is the podcast that covers news and events happening in the world of Lucha Libre, talking Mexico-based promotions and top independents, along with Luchador-related news from throughout the United States. The Lucha Central Weekly Podcast is part of the Lucha Central Podcast Network on LuchaCentral.com. This podcast and others from the network are also available on all major podcast streaming platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Speaker, and more. And, of course, a special shout-out to our streaming partners at TheChairShot.com. My name is Miranda Morales, and I'm one of the co-hosts of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast, and let me bring in the rest of the team. Introducing first, he is the dashing one, Mr. Dusty Murphy. Dusty, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing, Miranda? I am doing, well, much better. I was under the weather last week with a pretty bad cold, um, but now I'm on the other side. So I'm excited to be back on the show, being joined by the third member of this trio's team, and that's who? 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 It is the one and only Brendan Barr. That's who? Yeah, that cold is going around. Like, uh, I've been working a lot of hours because that cold is going around, and I'm hoping, where's some wood? I'm hoping that I don't, I'm not the next one to be claimed by it, because it's hitting hard. Well, um, it, it did. It spread around. So, actually, two weeks ago, we did a, a local wrestling show at an elementary school. Um, oh, and it's your first mistake. Yes, yes. And so, several of us uh, from the Arizona Pro Wrestling Training Center got sick. Um, last week, so me and a few other people got a pretty bad cold that lasted, um, through the, through the week. So it was, it was very much a chain reaction. Um, I was just on the other side of it, but you know, that's what you, what happens when you do wrestling for the kids, they get you sick. (laughs) Kids can't help it. They just. This is why we can't have anything. Yes. What do you what do you do? But um still a fun show, you know, still I'm happy we did it, but uh could do without the cold. Um but again I'm I'm on the other side. I still have some some residual Google review, right? Yes, yes. Two out of five stars for an elementary school. Would not recommend kids are sick. And not in the cool way. Not in the cool way either. Not in the slang sick way. The viral way, not the... Yeah. And not the good viral way, the bad Yeah, not the good way. viral way. We just keep... Yeah, this the contagious way. <laughs> There's always a spin to it, but... Arizona Pro Wrestling School went viral, and not yes. in the good way. Not in the good way. Yep, that was a summary of, of us last week, but... 
the, the show goes on. I know yeah. uh, you and Dusty covered uh, the show last week doing Triple Mania results. So yeah. um, if you guys have not listened to it, make sure you check it out because um, I know it was a pretty stacked uh, Triple Mania. And I know there's even more Triple Mania news to cover oh, in today's so show. <laughs> so there's a, a lot. Uh, and there is some good viral things that have happened. Big viral news for triple mania and uh, a lot more this week so we are going to jump into this week's show uh we got of course news of the week with brendan all right well since we were still talking about triple mania sort of uh, i'm just going to shoot around to someone who was participating in triple mania uh blue demon blue demon has senior now has a statue that has been is being erected for him in Monterey. Uh, during a recent show, the, the mayor of Monterey announced that Blue Demon Senior would have a commemorative statue uh, in and uh, involved. Uh, Blue Demon Junior was involved during matches during this announcement. Uh, of course, you know you can't do that without him winning a whole bunch of stuff. But more things for me to do on my. Um, theoretical trip to Monterey is to now visit the Blue Demon statue. And uh, I don't know. Obviously, I'll have my picture taken, but uh, there's got to be something appropriate I can do to to pay honor to. One of the oldest masks in Lucha Libre, uh, according to the English podcast or the English language team, it turned 100 during uh, the week of Triple Mania. So cool stuff there. Uh, also cool stuff, something I didn't know, but I have to, so I'm going to have to give the shout out to, uh, to Lucha Blog, like I do every now and again. Uh, CMLL has its own Twitch channel, so for those of you that are following the show and don't follow the CMLL YouTube channel, but want to, or do, and want either more or just a different place to go, you can go to Twitch now. Uh, they put up a match recently, and they, uh, seem to be putting up things from... Uh, uh, from uh, yeah, arenas that are other than the Arena Mexico, which is what mostly what you get on the YouTube channel. So that's just on Twitch. Go over to CMLL underscore official, and you can get some CMLL uh, matches going on. Maybe you'll even get something from the uh, Mega Champions, the Mega Ch- Universal Championship matches that are going on, uh, which did advance. I will have results for you that going forward on that, but. Uh, <clears throat> Not this week. <laughs> We've got too much else going on. I couldn't do. I couldn't watch all of my CMLL yet. But that's my news of the week. Um, we're gonna do a quick little indie roundup. Uh, I got a in my inbox. I got a, a match from El Arbito on the channel of uh, Lucha de Reynosa. Uh, and that's just, it was a nice match between uh, Sobrenario and Templario. It's a good match happened in the, uh, I believe it was on the Dallas or on the Texas side of the border this time. Um, nice, it's a small crowd, but always fun to watch those two wrestle. So thank you for that. Uh, I'm not going to spoil the results because it is a single match and you might as well just go over to the uh, Lucha de Reynosa channel and check it out uh but i'm gonna uh we will talk a bit about the uh honor club dusty and i still haven't decided whose uh responsibility it is yet because 
we both have honor on the honor club. <laughs> Neither of us has a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> That's true too. Um, and, and you know, and it, it it's new to Dusty. It was old to me, but this it's still more of an ROH product on the on Honor Club than it is a uh, AEW product. It's just the pay per views that feel a little more. AEW, but uh, they had this was a really lucha centric week. We had Penta against uh, a, a, in kind of an enhancement match on there, which was kind of nice. Uh, you had Brian Cage in a very much enhancement match, uh, but your main event was El Hijo del Vikingo against Gringo Loco. Uh, and this is everything you would expect it to be if you're familiar with these two guys. You had Vikingo bouncing off of everything. You had Gringo Loco, who did, who's no slacker on, on, uh, jumping and topes, uh, but, um, he's, he's made himself famous for basing. He calls himself a base god. And he did make, do a very good job making Vikingo look really impressive. Um, Great match. I do recommend it. Uh, there's certain, I do have certain feelings on this. I think, uh, AEW needs to be careful with, uh, Vikingo. They need to really make the matches they, they get with him be important. Like, I'm not saying Gringo Loco is not important, but just putting it on Honor Club. If you put uh, all of the crazy things he does out there too often, it just turns into the to the kind of car accident material where it, you know people start losing any sense of of proportion on just how amazing what Vikingo is doing is, and uh, and uh, then they it they lo- they move on to the next shiny thing, which Lord only knows what that would be. Uh, but a good match, like I said, uh, I did have. Some issue with commentary, and I think Dusty and Miranda, you might have opinions on this too. They said that Gringo Loco fooled the world because everybody thought he was a luchador until he took off his mask. Like, I'm just, I'm just gonna, does that create any thoughts right away just from that particular soundbite? Well, I feel like Lucha Libre is really evolving. And the, at one time, Lucha Libre was synonymous with Mexican wrestler, but mm-hmm. we have people like Jack Evans and Angelico mm-hmm. that are not from Mexico that are every bit as much a luchador as anybody else. And it's more about your style and like yeah. how you mm-hmm. handle mm-hmm. things and like the way you carry yourself in the ring. That's Lucha Libre, not where you're from or what you look like underneath your mask. Right. Um, yeah. I, go on, it's, Miranda. No, I was just going to say, I think right now it's weird in, in a way that they're kind of putting Lucha in these boxes right now in AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yes. Where, you know, here's your Vikingos, your... Uh, uh, Andrade's, your Penta, your, you know, and this is what for them is a luchador. Cause they talk a little, even with Taya, they talk a bit about her lucha libres, like a bit, but you know, it's not really talked about much, you know, even because like, they're using her in a non lucha. Yes. Cause they're not using, they're using her in a non lucha aspect. Yeah. Um, but in general too, like I think for them, they are kind of typecasting luchadors or putting, you know, uh, or pigeonholing luchadors. And so um, I I think that that 
that then comes out in the commentary, even though you have um, Gringo Loco, who is, you know, pretty much a Lucha style, period, and synonymous with Lucha Libre, he's not fitting this archetype that they've set forth. And so I think then commentary then, you know, exaggerate that. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's a better way of putting it than what I was thinking. That you're, I was on a similar wavelength, but I think you said it way better. Uh, I just, but also, I just was flustered by the fact, like he, in addition to the lucha style, he's named himself in Spanish. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's, what that's that is. obvious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but that's the obvious thing. Like his name is literally in Spanish. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Just, yeah. Uh, anyway, that, that got me. Um, but he is, uh, to the rest of their point, he has, he is one of the ambassadors to a lucha style, to, uh, of the lucha style to America that has been up here forever because he was working the indie scene with that lucha style. Obviously he is, I shouldn't say obviously. He, he is not. He does not appear to be a Mexican national to my eyes. I'm just gonna leave that that as alone as I can. And he, <laughs> named himself, he named himself Gringo Loco. I feel like he is. He's feeling a little bit of the pressure of not being Mexican. Is kind of where I'm going with that. But yeah, um, I think that's very fair. <laughs> Yeah, so I just I was interested by that, but uh, I did also appreciate the point they were trying to make, which is that he is very talented in the lucha libre style and somebody that that uh, has kind of gone under the radar to to anybody but the most hardcore of wrestling fans, uh, even to this moment. Like he's still mostly being used on ROH and GCW shows. Not he's not really been pushed up. Uh, the card in AAA, he's not really been uh, on the main shows of AEW in any sort of meaningful way. I'm sure somebody on the internet will correct me if I say he's never been on there because I'm, you know, probably came out as part of some 16-man match or battle royal or something. But yeah, I just I I was uh, I was uh, impressed by what they were trying to do, although I did take a little bit with that. And I just, but, uh, you know, there you go. Honor Club's got a, an amazing match where you can go out and see what Gringo Loco can do against inarguably one of the best luchadors in the, in the business right now. Oh, that's also all I've got for the indie roundup. I'm going to toss this over to Miranda because I heard you have some stuff you want to, to talk about that's coming up in the California area. Yes, uh, our good friends at Pro Wrestling Revolution will be having their next show this Saturday in San Francisco at John O'Connell High School. Um, you still can get your tickets at luchalibreboletos.com. That's luchalibreboletos, B-O-L-E-T-O-S.com. You can also follow Pro Wrestling Revolution on social media at Revolution on Facebook and Instagram and a preview of a few matches that have already been announced for that show. Um, for the new trios championship, we have the border patrol, uh, versus the team of Los Elementos, which would be the team of, uh, Viento, Ray Orus and Gravity. 
We also have a four-way for the Pro Wrestling Revolution Openweight Championship. We have, of course, champion Vinny Massaro versus Alexander Titus Alexander versus Mago versus Commander. We also have... I don't know if you've heard of him. Um, We also have your new tag team champions, the Lucha Solos, uh, facing Drago and Aerostar. And then we have Dr. Wagner Jr. defending the Pro Wrestling Revolution uh, Heavyweight Championship against El Mysterioso. Um, Can you say, I just want, because we hyped this up a couple weeks ago, can you say, will... Dr. Wagner be bringing any of his family members with him? That I don't know. Uh, last time, uh, his brother came along very unexpected, unannounced. So uh, we do not know if family will be uh, along, but we will see. Uh, yeah, I just uh, yes, it's a rare opportunity right now, uh, yes. but they're gonna they're gonna explode real big. Too, yes, man. yes, and and I, I said I I was thinking of Ehold the Dr. Wagner Jr. Um, when I was talking when I said Dr. Wagner Jr. But I don't know if the boys will be coming along with with Dad, so we will we will see. Um, but the only way you can find out is by going live uh, to Pro Wrestling Revolution again in San Francisco, John O'Connell High School. Uh, tickets are available at luchalibreboletos.com. You can also go online to prowrestling-revolution.com um, and follow Pro Wrestling Revolution on social media um, to to get information on, of course, tickets, any other talent announcements that are going to be made, um, and just, you know, keeping your pulse on what's going to be happening at that show because uh, it's it's one – uh, you know, a very championship heavy match or a heavy show. Heavy card, uh, yeah. A very heavy card. Uh, this, and I, I can't stress this enough, this may very well be your last opportunity to see uh, a commander or uh, the, the Wagner brothers or a lot of these guys in a, in this uh, kind of comfortable setting at a PWR show in general. Like, yeah. you don't know when any of these guys mm-hmm. are going to, Take yeah. off. Commander's you know, already signed. Commander signed. Gravity has already made a few uh, yeah. appearances on AEW. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, Gravity was the first one that made me think of it, and then you announced Commander later in the card. And, and again, to stress, Gravity uh, is a good wrestler in his own right, but he's going to be in—he's he, going to be in the pull of, of Bandito, who is one still one of the hottest names in lucha. So, because uh, you know. They're, they may or may not be related. I can neither confirm or deny this, but uh, they show up at a lot of the same places. So if Bandito's going to be working American shows, he'll probably bring Gravity around for a few of them. Just saying. All right. Uh, I'm sorry, Miranda. Did you have any more on the, the show? No, that's, uh, that's all that I have. Um Real quick, I still know it's a few weeks away as well, but while I'm here, don't forget Queen of Indies is also uh, scheduled for San Francisco uh, for Saturday, May 13th. Um, right now, uh, we had uh, some matches announced, including a first-round Queen of Indies match of Lady Frost versus Chick Tormenta. Um, and uh, lots of lots of cool um 
match is announced for Queen of Indies. Um, it is a joint show by West Pro and Pro Wrestling Revolution. Um, it's are available at qoitickets.com. Um, we're going to be previewing more of Queen of Indies um, in the next few weeks. But again, yeah. while I'm here, might as well throw out a shout out to Queen of Indies. Absolutely. And uh, I mean, just on this alone, there will never be a first another first yes. Queen of Indies tournament. So Correct. like even if you're if you're not impressed by the the uh, talent announcement so far, something amazing is going to happen and something historical is going to, is already happening. So get your tickets. That's all that I got. Cool. Well, I think that's that part where we throw to that other lady and she talks about how cool the boss man is. Yes, yes. Uh, we are going to take a moment now to kick it off to Denise Alcedo, who brings us this week's Lucha Central Central. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hey everyone, it's Denise Salcedo here in Lucha Central Central with a reminder of where and when to catch all of the great network content this week. Get the full lineup and listen to all of our shows in the podcast network section of LuchaCentral.com. On Tuesdays, Mass, Mats, and Mayhem takes you inside the world of Lucha Underground as they take you weekly through the series with the benefit of hindsight and the benefit of special guests from the groundbreaking series. Check out the premiere video stream every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Lucha Central YouTube channel and at LuchaCentral.com. Then listen to it on your favorite podcast platform every Wednesday. Tuesday night's live is WrestleBoss, where Fabi Chulo talks MMA and pro wrestling with special guests and listener call-ins. Visit WrestleBossLive.com Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific to listen live or call in with questions or download the show on podcast platforms on Wednesdays. Wednesday nights live on Facebook, it's Spanish show La Mesa de los Margaros, giving you both the news and the cheese made from around the lucha world. Special guests and a whole lot of fun make it one of the most talked about shows in Mexico. Thursdays, it's straight out of the bodega with Papo Esco and PWR promoter Gabriel Ramirez as they have guests from throughout the wrestling world pull up to give an inside look into their careers. From indie standouts to television superstars, each week brings a new name and perspective. On Friday, it's your double dose of Lucha Central weekly podcast. One in English y el otro en español. Lucha Central Weekly is where you'll find all the top stories of the week, both inside and out of the ring from Mexico and anywhere luchadores are in action across the globe. Be sure to subscribe and follow all your favorite Lucha Central Network series on your favorite podcast platforms, either by their own series name or subscribe to the Lucha Central Podcast Network show pages to get all of the shows in one easy feed. And please consider giving a rating to help more fans find the shows that you love. For now, this is Denise Salcedo signing off from Lucha Central Central. Have a great week. Lucha-Masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Bringing you, in partnership with Mask Republic, the Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon. 
Go to lucha-masks.com and fight lucha strong with masks from your favorite lucha legends and pro wrestling revolution luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at lucha-masks.com powered by pro wrestling revolution. All right, we are back with the second half of the show. To start off with, we are going to visit with a promotion we haven't talked about in a little bit, but big news has come out recently. We are going to start off with AEW news with Dusty. Yeah, the the big news is that Commander is all elite. He signed with AEW last week. It was Tony Khan announced it on uh, April the 19th that, you know, he had signed commander he was all lead apparently he bought out his contract with chaos and there have been rumors that there was some discontent in terms of like paydays and whatnot with his work with chaos and with big lucha which is bandito's gym which kind of led to some you know interesting (laughs) things there but apparently it led to him wanting to work in the u.s more and more he had worked before with Game Changer Wrestling, GCW, we'd seen him there, but now he is full-time All Elite. Yeah, very exciting for him. I didn't realize until I was reading about his signing that he's only 24 years old because he's been wrestling for like 10 years. Yeah, it, in Mexico, I'm, I, I'm neither condoning nor, uh, or, or condemning this. In Mexico, they will start wrestling in somebody's backyard real early. And then they will they can legally get a license in Monterey at 16, I believe. Yeah, and it's really interesting. Yeah, I mean he's incredibly. He made his professional wrestling debut in 2012, and yeah, and he's 20, yeah. 24 years old. So, <laughs> I um, mean, pretty interesting stuff there. I mean that's a that's a long time to really develop and hone your craft. Just incredible you see it you know when he's in the ring when he does those rope walks we've talked about it before everything he does is like a highlight reel that you would want to show people Uh, what a coup for AEW to get commander he was allegedly the other luchador aside from vikingo that had been on excuse me wwe's like radar but because of the company being sold there was a hiring freeze and the company lost both jay white and commander which is yeah they lost a few others too yeah but those i think are going to be the biggest names i i feel bad for vikingo in this because i think that there is unfortunately a limited spot in terms of tv time for Mm -hmm a very flashy, high-profile luchador. And to the average fan, flashy, high-profile luchador is almost interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I've actually, I've heard that. Like, they're, they're, I've heard people, um, even Cornette, will say, oh, it's just another little guy with a generic mask who does uh, who does parkour. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he said that about both of them in, in the past couple of weeks. So, um Unless you're Lucha Savvy. Further, further yeah. proof, you don't need to listen to Cornette's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, and kind of like what we were talking about earlier, too, they've kind of just typecasted luchadors in uh-huh. AEW. Yeah, and so, have. you know, they now have this high flyer that they could, you know, put on the show, 
you know, have do crazy fun spots because that's also what AEW, you know, is big on. Um, you know, ooh and ah, you mm-hmm. know, be almost like an, an enhancement, like an upper level enhancement talent. And then, you know, they'll move on to the next shiny toy in a few months. Possibly. There is, um, I don't know if you were going to cover this, Jesse. I apologize if I, I'm stepping on a news thing there. There are rumors of, of a brand split related yes. to all the, mm-hmm. the drama. I was going to mention yes. this. It wasn't news, but it was going to mention it. <laughs> okay. And, but, again, I feel bad for Vikingo in this because he's still signed with AAA, and we see in Ray Phoenix that AEW really thinks they've got kind of a babyface singles wrestler in him. And and they're not wrong. Look at the history he had on Lucha Underground. Oh, yeah. But to have Phoenix and Commander as singles guys when they – I mean, again, you know, they're they're interchangeable to a lot of people, especially if they're not regular watchers of the program and keeping up with it. Absolutely. And so I, I think a brand split is ideal for something like this, and I think it opens up the door for a lot more uh, one-off matches and kind of specialty matches, like when we saw Jeff Cobb in AEW. A brand split kind of doubles your possibilities for that, and you could bring in different people. And so I'm, I'm hoping it'll be a positive thing for Lucha Libre, but I feel bad that Vikingo wasn't able to exploit on that moment while the iron was just white hot because Commander really came in and got – I think he's going to be a very big deal. He Now that he's signed with AEW, they have more reason to kind of elevate him than they did – there they do Vikingo. That and is, so, yeah, yeah. I just think one, going to see a lot. That is the one thing I can say is there's a massive difference in the presentation we've got between Vikingo and Commander so far. Mm. They're presenting Vikingo mm. as as a, a main eventer. He's already there. Uh, they they when they're talking about him on uh, you know like the commentators were talking about him on ROA, they're calling him a one of a kind athlete, even though Commander is literally right there. Uh, <laughs> and and they uh, so they they've already got him there. Whereas Commander's treatment has been more uh, playing uh, or play fighting against uh, mid card guys or upper mid card guys and not necessarily winning. Like it is not a given that Commander is gonna win, whereas Vikingo is usually going to win if you see him yeah. on TV. So uh, uh so there is there is room for both of them in that respect too. But uh, it goes to my other idea where, you know, like if, because the style is interchangeable and the style is about high, you know, high high adrenaline action if you uh if you overexpose it the fans are just going to get bored and they're going to want to they're going to start cheering for sue's van again so you know. <laughs> yeah. i forgot about the van <laughs> but yeah i i agree i i think that this is a very positive thing and i'm hoping the brand split can kind of I don't know, capitalize on things. It gives them the opportunity to lean into a more international flair, especially if it's a Saturday night night program. I think that they can kind of lean more into niche wrestling and things like that because it's going to be your more dedicated fans that are watching on TV on Saturday night. And, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm very positive about this, and I'm hoping it's a good sign for Lucha Libre within AEW 
But I, I think that Vikingo, yeah, is I think that he is getting the spot that Vikingo could have had. Let me phrase it that yeah. way. I, as, I, as lucky yeah. commander. I, I mean, yeah, I definitely think you're you're on onto something with that, where he's gonna get more of the opportunities that Kingo could have gotten uh, again because he's Kingo is currently the AAA champion. Yeah, but <laughs> you know, so he's already got commitments, and uh, it, it, sorry, yeah. sorry, well, AEW, he's got some but big commitments. We'll talk about <laughs> I gotta that be in Mexico. Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, sorry, AEW, I gotta be in Mexico City that week. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of a thing. I'm the champion, you know. Like, well, okay, I guess we'll just use Commander on on Friday instead. Uh, you know, yeah. Well, it looks like that is our AEW news uh, for now. Uh, Dusty, you're pulling double duty where now we're going to be transitioning into WWE news. Yes, yeah, we have WWE Backlash. The full card has been announced, but we do have a few or a couple, I guess, of Lucha matches. It was kind of interesting. We felt like it was building to something, perhaps Bad Bunny and Rey Mysterio <laughs> versus Damian Priest and Dominic. But as it stands right now, the match is announced as Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest. But in a more surprising matchup, a very exciting matchup that's tied to this, we're going to see Rhea Ripley versus Lena Vega for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Very exciting for Puerto Rico. They haven't been to Puerto (laughs) Rico forever, haven't done a pay-per-view Puerto Rico forever, but very exciting things going on there. And another thing we have going on is the LWOs, like a for real faction now. And that's super cool. They've got their own theme music, lots of cool stuff going on. However, not everybody's happy about it. Chavo Guerrero, I don't know if you guys have heard this, he made some comments about Rey Mysterio and the LWO. He said that people were prostituting the Guerrero name, and they felt that Rey was using Eddie's name and legacy for his own benefit, implied financially. He was not happy with Rey Mysterio using the name LWO. Rey responded on Twitter that he was hurt by what Chavo had to say and that he had always respected the Guerrero family. He also said that he would continue to use the LWO, and he would never do anything that would disrespect Eddie's memory. So a lot of interesting stuff going on here with the LWO, with the Rey Mysterio, the Judgment Day, all kinds of stuff. So let's on the talk one hand, on. on the yeah. one hand, I'm just so not surprised that Chavo would say something like that. On the other hand, I'm also just blown away about like he's known Eddie longer than anybody else still so I uh, I guess that's why he took offense is he felt like yeah, they were somehow capitalizing on Eddie (laughs) but to to be fair if he's more in the reference of the LWO that technically is owned by WWE yeah, you know they yeah. got everything that WCW had, so they, they don't need they don't even need Rey Mysterio to use. Yeah, the they, LWO. they don't need to use Rey Mysterio for the LWO. <laughs> Do I feel like it's 
capitalizing on this? Like you are monetizing on, on all of these elements? Yeah. Yeah, you are. But isn't, you know, is that their prerogative? Yeah. Because they own the trademark. They own the, they own the whole thing. So, you know, what, what are you going to do about it? It's not like Chavo could try and take that trademark or utilize it. You know, it is owned by WWE. So, so there is this, that's the part I expect from Chavo because Chavo is always going to say something like that about WWE. It's that Rey Mysterio got added into the mix where I'm just kind of shocked. Just so people yeah. listening can understand my, my dichotomy on this. Like yeah. Chavo has been, has always been vocal about advocating for himself and saying, you know, you guys are getting up rich off of the Guerreros while I'm sitting over here. Uh, teaching teaching wrestling another generation or whatever his new project is but uh you know to to go after ray who is somebody he's been friends with i i get where ray's coming from yeah you know in the in the words of uh one of my (laughs) idols you know stone cold steve austin are we looking or are we shooting because that that was i think another um train of thought coming from you know feedback online was was this his way of trying to get some publicity for comments to eventually somehow get visibility on himself um that is just i'm just repeating a train of of, you know consciousness that there is a fandom out there that believes that whether that be true or not i don't know but is you know are we Chavo working or has, are we shooting? Chavo has a history of, of pushing that boundary, so I can see where those fans are coming from. It, I mean, that did cross my mind as well. But uh, even still, it just uh, weird. I, <laughs> I mean, so taking a step back, the <laughs> LWO right now is essentially Rey Mysterio and Legado de Fantasma. So. And yes. in both ends, it's been, been beneficial to them both. Rey Mysterio is now one of the most popular superstars in all of WWE. Um, he is at, you know, a height that he had not experienced since, um, you know, winning the, the Rumble and, and, you know, going to WrestleMania back in, you know, uh, what, 20, uh, 2006? Uh, uh, right. yeah. 2006-ish. Yeah. So still, you know, a solid 13 years ago. Um, so to have this for your surgeons now and how interestingly WWE has leveraged them between, you know, larger storylines now between Judgment Day, the bloodline, you know, there's a lot more interweaving of storylines and they are now your most popular baby face faction in the company. So it's leveraging them in a great way. We did talk a little bit about typecasting and, and a little bit of stereotyping on AEW's end. This is on the other side of that too, uh, in a way. Um, not as bad as WWE has done when we've seen them do really ter- terrible stereotypes. Uh, of Latinos. This is a much better one. Um, but you know, it, it's leveraging a famous trademark. It's leveraging, you know, uh, your Latino superstars and it's leveraging the fact that too, they're, they're making their 
presence within Latin America a bit more known. We have backlash, um, you know, coming up next week. And then also last week it was announced that WWE is going back to Mexico in July. Um, I believe Mexico City on July 22nd and Monterey July 23rd, which, you know, granted the pandemic stalled these things. But um, going back to Mexico, what, after last year already being there? So yeah, it was coming, like October. Yeah. So the fact that they're yep. back in October, they're um, back less than in, a year. Yeah, yeah, in Mexico in less than a year is pretty big, um, it, you know, for that. So it, well, it's if I wanted to be cynical, I would say that showing up about a month before Triple Mania at the same arena that Triple Mania uses mm-hmm. might be a way to grab some cash that people might have used for Triple Mania. That sounds like a Vince see. McMahon move, only he's not in charge, right? Oh, he's in charge. He's <laughs> just not in charge of creative. Yeah. He's in charge <laughs> in other ways, you know. But, yeah, it's very it's very interesting. I, I, again, kind of going back to on the individual level, you know, this is such a good utilization of Legato de Fantasma. Like, I don't think we would have ever looked at them – if you talk about fantasy booking, if you would have yeah. told us, you know, six months ago that Legado de Fantasma and Rey Mysterio are going to create the new Latino world order, you know, we'd, we'd just laugh it off. But no way would that have ever come to fruition. But here we are. And the fact that, you know, the storytelling has evolved and it's worked out so well. Um, now, I, I think a point. Brendan, that you were making more offline was, you know, is one thing to be a great faction. It's another thing to be an effective good faction. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yes, I did point out that uh, Legato del Fantasma, excluding Rey Mysterio, has not won a match since January. And uh, it's they've been fed to pretty much every Raw and SmackDown faction at some point in that timeline. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking, I mean, they, they lost against the bloodline just this, uh, you know, past Monday on Raw. Um, so they've been a great support and help for Rey Mysterio, more, you know, like having his back. But Rey's been doing a lot more of the heavy lifting when it comes to the win side. Um, so eventually, you know, you're going to have to, you know, figure out, like, how, how how will they be seen as a credible threat if they're not necessarily yeah. winning yeah and i mean the, the talent they've got on there deserves better than an extended losing streak and to be exaggerated uh enhancement talents but we said the same thing about angel garza and uh you know and and but angel garza played, doesn't yeah. have the platform that, that the lwo currently has mm-hmm. So they, you know, they have an opportunity, especially with all this emphasis on on uh, touring Latin American countries, to to really put uh, put a good foot forward and put them in a better position. Even if they want to return them to glorified, uh, you know, enhancement talents later, let them win a few matches. Let people be excited about them for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. So, and to go back to so. Real quick, this you had mentioned that it was announced. Um, we got Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest one on one at Backlash. It has been announced yes. as a street fight. Uh, oh, so 
the one I was joking at home would be like, it is not a real Puerto Rican street fight if there is no, you know, blood in it. Um, how much that's really going to happen, I'm not sure. But anyone who knows about some of the deeper history of, of wrestling in Puerto Rico knows <laughs> it was a, a hotbed for very physical, violent matches. Uh-huh. Um, and, See, and, allegedly, it was the only place where Ric Flair ever thought for sure he was going to be killed after a match, so he changed <laughs> the finish. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, uh, the old wrestling magazines that I read, all the pictures from the Puerto Rican promotions were in black and white because they, uh, the magazine wanted to be able to sell copies on the magazine rack instead of uh, in the adult section. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, very again, just a just an interesting note there too. You know, how violent can you really get? Uh, and uh, you know, I am surprised that it is going to be a one on one match as well. I did not expect that. I thought we were going to have maybe a tag match. It also then leaves, you know, we what we don't who we don't see right now on the card for backlash is Ray or Dominic or the rest of the LWO. Um, you know, so what, where does that leave them in it? You would think that they would also be involved, um, somehow. So unless there's something that may come to fruition either this Friday on SmackDown or even Monday on Raw, um, those are your, you know, two shows. You still do also have the go home, uh, next Friday, um, in on SmackDown, which will also be in Puerto Rico. So who knows if they're going to wait till the very last minute. But that whole show is also sold out. So, you know, yeah, it's going to be a hot crowd. I gave I gave a fan theory off air, but more or less, I'm expecting what we're going to see uh, during backlash is we're going to see the majority of the LWO content being during the Bad Bunny match. Uh, And then but that. Because of the fan booking, I'm not going to go too much into it on air, but because of the fan booking I was doing, think about what could happen on Monday. You know, that kind of thing where you they, you could have all kinds of, of entertainment that could be designed just specifically to entertain the Puerto Rican crowd happening in the wake of this of the event. Since they're, all those wrestlers are for sure going to be there. Points. Well, you know we're going to be talking more about the road to backlash as well as backlash itself on future episodes of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast, so make sure you stay tuned. Uh, triple duty for Dusty. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Today. You're doing a lot of the heavy lifting. Thank you, bro. Um, <laughs> but last but not least, some very big announcements uh, from AAA on Triple Mania and Tijuana. Yeah, it's... Triple Mania Tijuana is shaping up to be a huge show. One of the most common complaints that I saw and heard about this Triple Mania Monterey earlier this month was that the main event hadn't been announced until a few days before the show. And it wasn't – not that it wasn't exciting, but it wasn't of names that would draw in a lot of money or a lot of fan interest. And so it just didn't have the hype that people kind of expect for Triple Mania. But AAA is making sure that doesn't happen again. They had a press <laughs> conference this Monday to announce three of the seven matches for the July 15th show. They're all huge announcements. 
The first one was a Copa Triple Mania. This Copa will be team versus team, and the first team will be Team Tijuana, and it'll be led by Nicho El Millonario, Psychosis, going up against the team from Mexico City, led by Negro Casas. Um, just just from that part, we knew that they were after the little, after the last one. We knew they were going to do something, but making this a team match so much more exciting. Yeah, well, and it kind of gives, you know, Nicho the, he doesn't have to wrestle the whole match. It gives him some leeway yeah. there, which I really like. Very cool, very exciting. I assume the teams will kind of be announced as time goes on. It makes it more exciting. Uh, you know, next up we have the Guerrera de Rivaladades match. There we go. Which will see Sam Adonis and Psycho Clown teaming against Roosh and L.A. Park. The losing team will then face off at a mask versus hair apuestas match <laughs> at Triple Mania Mexico City. Like, this this match is really something to look forward to. These are four of the biggest stars in Lucha Libre. These are four guys that no matter what match they're in, no matter what card they're on, they can be guaranteed to put on a memorable show, a memorable match, an incredible match. And so I'm really curious to see how this plays out. I, I think we're going to see Sam Adonis lose his hair in Mexico City. <laughs> but, I mean, well, I, I'm just just thinking money and numbers. That's that's where I'm leaning. I have to point out that um, L.A. Park has already said they're going to lose. Yeah, he had announced it on Twitter that he was coming to Tijuana <laughs> just to lose. So this changes the dynamic of the match in a way because – uh, again, it's always been predictable with the Sam Adonis team. Like Sam hasn't said they're going to lose yet, but he's also said there's no way he's going to be in the ring with Psycho Clown and not beat the, the tar out of it. So yeah. uh, it, it, you could you could very well have a whole match br- broken down uh, that revolves around both teams trying to cheat and lose. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. Like, both teams are going to be trying their best to lose because of the dynamic. So that's where the kind of magic is for us as fans. We get to see. I think it's going to be a very interesting dynamic. There's not often a match where both teams want to lose and and where they're (laughs) turning on each other. Right? Like yeah. the, the whole thing. I mean, it's almost worse than a a fatal four-way type match. Yeah. You know, in terms of trying to wrestle it against yeah. your enemy and then against these other two guys who are determined to make sure you win. And, I mean, it's just, yeah, there's a lot that goes into play there that I think is going to be really exciting. I am going to say some words now that, that you will, you may never hear again, <laughs> but poor Psycho Clown, he's the only guy in here that's not trying to lose. <laughs> <laughs> I will mark this day <laughs> the day that Brendan actually had some sympathy for a psycho clown <laughs> but yeah I mean he's he's the only one who has he has no incentive to lose in this and he has every incentive to win so he's gonna try his hardest to oh, win make it even more interesting yeah, no, it just adds, the more I think about it, it just adds, I think this, this is one of the, I'm glad they, I mean, we knew the announcement was going to happen. We knew what all the teams were based on the way the tournament played out. But right. um, I'm glad that they, as part of announcing it at the press conference, they they hyped that this is going to be huge. And then I'm 
super glad that L.A. Park is L.A. Park and went on social media and said, this is how it's going to happen. So, like, he's he's such a genius at marketing himself, and this was just another very astute move. Yeah, he, he, yeah, like you say, he's a genius at marketing himself. He, his social media is perfect. If you saw his cooking show during the pandemic, it was sublime. <laughs> like, it was truly fantastic. So and, good. I mean, not, not if you want to learn how to cook, but if you want to enjoy some, you know, some Rudos, like, it was fantastic. And I think that, you know, LA Parks is the wild card in this match. The, this many years later, how many years is he into his career? About 30 now. And he's still main eventing or, or would have been main eventing and, uh, you know, still got so much talk and hype around his name and his excitement. Very cool for him. But speaking of that main event, last but not least, finally, we have the AAA Mega Campion Championship match. It'll be must-see. It will be between Kenny Omega and Vikingo. I'm super, super excited about this match. Super excited AAA was able to get it done. After some of Conan's comments lately, it seemed rather unlikely we'd get to see these guys lock up again. Yeah, Conan, I, and, go ahead. I totally was thinking it wasn't going to happen, so this match I, came from left too. Yeah, it was really surprising. Conan implied that Kenny Omega wouldn't show up unless he had re-signed with AEW and, you know, had a new contract because that was part of the issue was WWE didn't want him to go to, you know, a big thing. Anyway, yeah. uh, check out Conan for that issue. But he is showing up. That's a big deal finally coming back to AAA. We haven't seen him in AAA quite some time. He actually held the Mega Campion Championship and had to drop it due to injury. He never went to Mexico to drop it to Vikingo, so that was the championship match we excuse me, never got. And so I think this is really going to be an excellent match. I'm hoping to see Vikingo get his win back. I think this will easily be a match of the year contender. Kenny Omega is clearly one of the best wrestlers in the world, if not the best at what he does. And Vikingo is like the most exciting Lucha Libre star right now and probably the best in the world at what he does. And so to put those two guys against each other where they're going to have the main event, it's a pay-per-view, they're going to get to go a little harder. Mexico, I think the crowd's going to be very hot, very exciting. Oh, there's I, no I, way that Tijuana crowd's not hot. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, I would just mean especially for this match. I think it's just going to be so cool. I think this is going to be the match that steals the show. I think this is going to be the one where people are sharing the clips and the gifts <laughs> and everything on social media. Mm-hmm. Quite possibly that, yeah. yeah. Um, and it, 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 it's in Tijuana, so this was super smart on their part, too, because that means that uh, – International fans can get to this one easy. Yeah, yeah this absolutely. Early. Can well, sell them more tickets, yeah. Keep going. If they want to draw it out with Kenny Omega and Vikingo somehow, too, this is an excellent way to do it, and then you can settle the feud at Triple Mania, Mexico City. I, you, you said it already. You hope Vikingo gets the win back. That would put him at one apiece, if I'm do, mm-hmm. remembering right. So Yes. And, yeah, yeah. Kenny Omega won in Kansas City on March 22nd, but 
with this rematch, if Fakingo gets his win back in July, like that, then they can have the tiebreaker in Mexico City. Exactly. It writes itself. And it's not a complicated Vince McMahon storyline. It's just, I want to win. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be the champion. I mean, that that yeah. should be the easiest storyline. I just want to be champion. Well, I, I I just want to fight the best. Like, I mean, you know, yeah. even if it's not about the championship, but yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be a huge deal for Vikingo. I think in spite of that tag team match building to the Apuestas, that this match is obviously going to be the match of the night. I think it's going to be huge internationally. It has implications beyond just Lucha Libre, which the tag team match doesn't necessarily transcend Lucha Libre the way I think this match will. I think that it's going to have huge possibilities for Vikingo. I think maybe this is the the night we see him go from a star to a superstar. So uh, if you want I, to see him in AAA, <laughs> I strongly recommend you check out the Triple Manias and the shows this summer. I yeah. don't know how long he sticks around in AAA. Things are going to be very, very interesting for Vikingo after this. So, so uh, I did this before. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this again. I, I agree that this is a, a match of the night, match of the year contender. Just already, but I think that if it plays out the way it is, that I that I see it going out. You're gonna to your point. You're gonna this will be the one the international wrestling community talks about, the one everybody chatters about. But I think that the wrestling fans are going to remember that tag team match so yeah, strong. I, think, I you know yeah. I think that's going to be a huge <laughs> Libre milestone. Yeah. But not necessarily like international wrestling fan milestone compared to the main event. Right, right. Uh, which may mean that we once again nominate both of them for match of the year at our end of the year, and we'll see how that plays out. <laughs> yeah, that's always a kind of a, a fun situation. And also, the tickets went on sale. For the Triple Mania Tijuana, by the time you hear this, they will have already gone on sale. They uh, they go on sale this Friday, the 28th, I believe. And but like I say, by the time you hear this, they'll already be on sale. So if you want to go to Triple Mania, be sure to get your ticket now. I I wouldn't be surprised if this sells out with the card that they've already started to announce. It's going to be a huge show, huge matches, definitely worth checking out. It's a huge show. It's a mid-sized stadium. So, yeah. yeah. And to the point, it's in Tijuana. So you can have people literally have stay in their hotels in San Diego, go to the show, and then go back to San Diego. And So you're going to have potentially twice as many fans able to go. Or if you're Roy Lucier, you'll party with the luchadors all night long. Well, <laughs> I wasn't going to check that, but yeah, Roy will definitely be in Tijuana all night long. Hopefully his wife doesn't miss him too much. Yeah. And that show again, July the 15th, uh, you know, very exciting. Triple Mania Chapter 2, Triple Mania 31 Chapter 2, and... That'll be in Tijuana. So exciting. Thank you, Dusty and Brendan, uh, for our AAA news. Make sure to listen to future episodes of the Lucha Central Weekly podcast because, you know, we're going to be talking more about Triple Mania as well. And with that, well, 
we've reached the end of today's episode. Uh, don't forget to check out LuchaCentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. But you know what? I can't do it enough justice. So let me hand it off to Brendan, who will let you know more about LuchaCentral.com. All right. So if you're listening to this and you haven't visited LuchaCentral.com, it's really time to do it. LuchaCentral.com is the online home for Lucha Libre, where you can get all of the top news in English and in Spanish. You can find the best curated video content and original content that is not seen anywhere else. You can find when Lucha Libre events would be happening in your area. Find photo galleries from top photographers covering Lucha Libre around the world. It's a place to have your voices heard from weekly polls to annual awards, seen and read by top executives in all of the major Lucha Libre promotions around the globe. And here we go. Still always my favorite part. Uh, The cherry on the top. It's free, free, free. So there's no reason not to zip on over and visit LuchaCentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. And don't forget to follow Lucha Central on social media, at Lucha Central on Facebook, and at Lucha Central on Instagram. You can follow them on Twitter at LuchaCentral.com. And, of course, check out Lucha Central's YouTube page that has hours upon hours of content, including previous episodes of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast in English and in Espanol, as well as uh, previous uh, matches, interviews. Hell, even our uh, virtual Expo Lucha is on the YouTube page. So go ahead and check all of that good stuff out. While you're at it, go ahead and follow us on social media. Dusty, can you let our listeners know where they can find you? Yes, I am on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dusty Murphy, and I am on Instagram at Dusty Murphy. And Brendan, can you let our listeners know where they can find you? Uh, yes, I am 321 T-Shirt Guy. That's the number 321. T-Shirt Guy is all spelled out. I am on Instagram. I am on Facebook, and I'm all over the Twitters. And me, Miranda Morales, you can find me at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook, hashtag spelled out. Reach out to us if you are an independent wrestling fan, promoter, photographer, wrestler, referee, announcer. Hey, we would love to know about Lucha Libre happening wherever you're at. So please feel free to reach out to us and we'd love to include your content on a future edition of the Indie Roundup. And if you are listening to the show on your favorite podcast streaming platform like iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. Subscribe so you get a new notification each and every time a new episode drops. Leave us a five star rating and go ahead, write us a review or reach out to us. Let us know what you think about the show. And with that, I think I've I've capped with my voice tonight. So (laughs) for Brendan Barr and Dusty Murphy, I am Miranda Morales. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. And we will be with you next time. (laughs)